Well, ladies and gents, here we go again for yet another insane 24 hours. It's just getting absolutely crazy now. You only have to turn on the news uh, or go on to social media or something like this to see things that are so crazy and insane that it just baffles the mind. So what have we seen over the last 24 hours then? The explosion on Nord Stream 1 and 2. And we're really, I'm gonna go super, super deep dive into this with more depth than I think anyone else will cover because I've really dived into this over the last seven or eight hours. I've made a lot of notes and come to a few very rough conclusions on what I think actually took place. So let's start with the basic facts then. What do we know for sure? Not the rhetoric, because it is going crazy right now with rhetoric from all sides. So we know that there are three, what they are calling leaks. Two of those leaks are on Nord Stream 1, and the other leak is on Nord Stream 2. Of course, Nord Stream 1 is the main pipeline in use, which supplies uh, Europe, the European Union. Almost instantly, Germany, Poland, and Denmark came out and right away said this is sabotage, with everyone pointing the finger in different directions, but most, including the EU, are now pointing that finger towards Russia. But we also have this Polish defense minister who actually tweeted saying thank you to the USA with a picture of the incident, so all of the natural gas, which by the way is 98% methane, actually coming up and bubbling. I mean, this is about half a mile wide. This is absolutely enormous. This is probably one of the biggest natural disasters since the BP oil spill. But whenever I'm investigating anything like this, I always have to start with the first question. Well, this, it's a two-part question. Number one is motive, and number two is who sets to gain from this event? So where did I start straight away? It was with Russia, of course. It's the most obvious case to begin with Russia. Then I looked at Ukraine, I looked at the EU, I've looked at even the UK, Germany, and, and then the bizarre one is the USA, because I thought, why are so many people including Fox News, by the way, in the USA, blaming this event on the USA. I thought that was somewhat baffling. Why would the USA do something like this? So we're gonna get into all of that. But the EU has come out very strongly and said that there will be the most severe repercussions that we have under our control to whoever did this. Now, the other thing I looked at was, well, okay, let me start looking at all the uh, activity in the area. So planes and boats and submarines and all this sort of stuff. Let's start digging into this data, which is a lot harder to actually get into. And it seems as though there were just miraculously, there was no traffic in the area at the time, which is a little bit suspicious because when you look at all the shipping routes and you look at the flight paths, and by the way, you can get this data, it's freely available. It just seems as though there was this period where there wasn't much movement or much traffic. So I then started to look at, well, how big were these explosions? Could it have been an earthquake? We are seeing a lot of this sort of activity at the moment. And then we start seeing, well, it was an X scale earthquake, you know, size and whatever else. But Sweden actually looked into this, their department looked into this and said, it is definitely 100% not from an earthquake. It was an actual explosion or several explosions 
at the same time. And they estimate that these explosions were in the hundreds of kilograms. So it's not as if this was just, you know, something very small. So I, I started thinking about a couple more theories, like how could that have happened then? If there was nothing flying overhead and dropped a mine, if there was no ship and that dropped a mine, if there was no submarine, then what is the logical explanation here? Well, I think one of the only logical explanations is it's one of two. Um, could it be some sort of a cyber attack? I'm sort of, uh, maybe not on this one, but could it have been some sort of a cyber attack? Someone did something uh, that created some sort of pressure in the pipeline at that, uh, that sort of point. Uh, I don't know, this is not my field of expertise. So I'm just gonna put that to the side because I have no idea on that. But what would be the most obvious one then? And that would be perhaps doing it in advance. You might drop some mines maybe uh, a week or a month or even several months in advance and they just sit there around the pipeline. So there might be some evidence of that there. But let's now look at, well, who has motive for this? Who, could, who would gain by this? And there are some pretty suspicious things going on. A, another pipeline opened the next pretty much day and definitely this week. There's another pipeline opening which directly competes with it. And it, it makes me start thinking of you know, like these James Bond movies and you think, no, 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 it's too big of a conspiracy. There'd have to be all these people and organizations involved in it. But when you start taking out all the things that it couldn't be and you, you're left with just this very small pool, you start to you know, go down this rabbit hole of no, no, surely it couldn't be. So let's look at Russia now then. And, and this is the one that everyone's pointing the finger at. Pretty much everyone except say Fox News who are pointing the finger at the USA, but everyone else is pointing the finger at Russia. And it could be genuine or it could be a false flag. What do you need to go into war? You need an enemy. We talked about this yesterday on the five stages of media control. Stage five is you need an enemy and you have to get the public support against that enemy. So it could have been a false flag against Russia. Someone else could have done it deliberately. But let's look at the incentives of Russia then. And I'm just gonna try and think of an example here to give you. Okay, let's say, here's a perfect one actually. So here's my laptop right here. You always see it in the corner of the screen where I'm running the stream from or this camera that I've got right in front of me. To me, these are assets. Would I ever destroy my own assets, which helped me to get my reach out there and therefore helps me to earn a small income from the channel? No, why would I do that? It doesn't make any sense. Would Russia destroy their asset, which is this pipeline? And 51% of the pipeline, Nord Stream 1, is owned by Gazprom. Gazprom's profits have been enormous over the last year, just absolutely huge, which again, I know people don't like me saying this, but I said the Russian sanctions would make Russia stronger and wealthier, and they have, because now Gazprom's still been selling the gas, but they've been charging a lot more for it. So their profits are through the roof and it has just damaged the European economy. So it was a bad move and it backfired very badly. There are other ways to sanction a country without cutting off your own energy supply. I mean, this was, this was obvious because now, if you remember my forecast on this, it is going to lead to a lack of energy across the whole of Europe, the whole Eurozone, and it is then gonna hit GDP because it's gonna hit businesses really bad. They need energy, very cheap energy, to create 
all of the, the energy they need for industry. Germany is a powerhouse. So they're going to fall into recession first, and then it'll be France, and then all the others that I mentioned. So you're going to see this massive recession as GDP just crashes, it's going to hit consumers, it's going to hit you in your households. And in fact, we're already seeing this right now. It's crazy, all of these things that are being told they're not going to happen this year. Oh, we're not lighting up the Eiffel Tower anymore. Oh, main buildings, you know, these beautiful monuments, we're not going to be lighting them up. We're not going to be doing Christmas light displays in the UK in some cities this year. We're not going to be bringing the German markets over to the UK because of energy costs. So that means that I miss out on my German bratwurst. bratwurst. <laughs> You're going to correct me on that, the Germans, right? And my pint of or jug of beer this Christmas, apparently. But let me tell you, nothing will keep me from those things. I will track them down and consume them to help the economy. So we've got all this craziness coming through as a result of these sanctions coming in. Now, let's get back on track. Why would Russia, who is making a fortune from this pipeline, why would they blow up their own pipeline? And you might respond to that and say, well, because they know it's going to get cut off anyway. So they're just doing it early to make a, a stance. Again, what would that stance be? It doesn't really make any sense unless there's only one rational uh, conclusion I came to on that where it could be true. And that is that maybe the EU is ramping up weapons production and war production. And Russia's saying, well, look, we don't want to give them our energy in order to ramp up this production. So let's do it now. That is the only rational explanation I can come to on that. But if we think about my laptop and camera again, let's say that I had these on a lease and these leases were, I don't, I own them, but let's say that they were coming to an end and it was just dropping, 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 dropping. Because remember, the EU actually got 40% of their energy in 2021 from Russia and that's dropped by 75%. So that means they gained 10% now. So already you've seen this 30% drop, which will hit GDP. But let's say I was gonna, you know, my camera, my laptop, I was gonna lose access to these things. Would I blow them up beforehand? No, I, I don't think I would. Why would I if they are still serving their purpose? So even though everyone is pointing the finger at Russia, I just don't see it personally. And again, I'm not defending Russia, as I've said many times before. I try and stay neutral on a lot of things, uh, which I, I feel is my job as much as possible with this channel, to try and be unbiased and, and, and look at both sides, which I do try my best to do, but sometimes it's difficult. But I just don't see why Russia would do that personally. So let's move over then to the next country, and that is Ukraine. Would Ukraine do this? Yes, absolutely they, they would do it because they know that a lot of the money going into Russia is from Europe and other nations. And the more uh, money that Russia gets, the more it's fueling this war. So would Ukraine do it? Absolutely. Uh, of course they would consider it. Now, do they have the resources to do it? Again, I'm not sure. They would have to have support, which we know they are already getting from the EU and the USA and other nations, the UK, etc. In fact, the UK military has gone on record to say they are training Ukraine uh, military. So we know it could potentially be Ukraine if they had the right equipment, the right skills and the right weapons to do it. It's, it's possible. Now, let's move over to the EU or any EU country. Would they do it? 
Personally, I don't think there's a, a country in the EU that has the balls to do it. I really don't think that they have. They are all in line with the EU, apart from we talked about, you know, sort of Hungary or now Italy, etc. But I just, it wouldn't be Italy and it, I can't see it being Hungary. So I don't think it was an EU country. Could the EU themselves do it as a, you know, the, the overhead organization? Again, I don't know. It would have to be some sort of a false flag event for them to do that and then come out and say, we are going to take the strictest action possible against whoever did it. I just don't know. It would be the most bizarre twist in this saga um, going forward, which then leaves the USA. And we do have some evidence, the CIA said back in June 2022, that there was going to be an attack on the pipeline. They didn't give details, they didn't say who or when, but they did sort of uh, put that out that they did say there was going to be an attack on the pipeline. We also had a number of US politicians who talked about this as well and that they wanted to get Nord Stream 1 and 2 shut down at any means necessary. And then Joe Biden, president of the USA, even said this himself. In fact, I'm pretty sure I've got a clip here. Okay, so we've actually got both the video clip and the transcript here. So I'll leave the transcript up as I play the video. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the border of Ukraine. There will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. But how will, you, how will you do that since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? I promise you we'll be able to do it. Okay, so you can see the clip there for yourself. And of course, a lot of people now are jumping on this and saying, there we go, there's proof that the USA did it. However, if you listen to what he's saying there, he's talking about Nord Stream 2. He's not talking about Nord Stream 1, but perhaps it does cross over from 2 to uh, Nord Stream 1 as well. But one thing, and again, let's come over to motive then. One thing I found a little suspicious, who was the first person or the first country to come out after this explosion took place to offer their assistance? <laughs> and again, I'm not, I'm not pointing the finger here. I'm just giving you something to think about. It was the USA. They came out straight away within hours of this explosion and said, don't worry, don't worry about it. Whatever it was, we're going to help out. We're ready to provide you with all the energy that you need. So EU, we have got you covered. So here we go. Hmm. Okay. So the USA is there straight away. Now, the other thing I find a little bit baffling about that situation, and again, but uh, you know, this is somewhat tongue in cheek. Don't get upset and say, are you accusing my country, the USA? I'm not accusing anyone. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this and throw some ideas out there. But one thing I do find baffling is the USA has its own energy problems already, and they're stopping the construction of new energy uh, new oil wells and drilling and natural gas and all this other stuff. So if they're stopping it for, and their own citizens are paying higher prices and starting to suffer, why would they be offering it to the EU? It doesn't make any sense. Now, if this was Russia who was behind this attack, this completely changes the game. It really does. However, I've heard all these things about it will trigger Article 5, an attack on you know, this sovereign nation. No, no. I mean, are these supposed to be the experts going on these TV programs? It wasn't an attack on a sovereign nation. It was in international waters. 
I mean, this is just basics. You only have to look it up on, on the map to see where it was. This was in international waters. So it wasn't an attack on a sovereign territory anyway. But if it was Russia, it really does up the game somewhat because they have never up until this point attacked somewhere within that EU, within the European region. Yes, okay, they've gone into Ukraine and you've got massive conflict war. I think we can pretty much call it there, but they haven't gone further afield. But we've got to come back to this weaponization point of natural gas. Could this have been a weaponization here? Possibly. You've only got to look at uh, natural gas prices across the EU eight times higher right now than the 10-year average. As I mentioned, industries are starting to close, no surprise there. It is going to be a really, really difficult winter. So this could have been quite a tactical move because, uh, and again, we're coming back to some of the theories I've talked about before. How do you beat a nation? You first demoralize their citizens. But a staggering number right now is that the EU has spent just over 275 billion euros on energy already. I mean, this is staggering. But on the, the bright side here, the positive side, the EU um, gas storage facilities are about 85, 86% full right now. So hopefully this should get Europe through what is being referred to as a very dark winter. But this is all dependent on what sort of measures come in, what sort of restrictions, what the government say you can and can't do with energy, with intentional cuts to the energy supply, when there might be blackouts, uh, how warm you can heat your home to. All these things I do believe are coming, my friends. And as always, who is this going to affect the most? Is it going to be the rich, the politicians, the famous people and the like? No, it's not. It's going to hit the poorest members of society and the middle class because these groups spend the most amount of their income, their household income coming in on energy and food, which is just going through the roof, food inflation. Why? Again, it links back to natural gas. It's all connected. The natural gas is what you use to create fertilizer. The fertilizers needed for farming and growing food. When you have less food, food prices go up, supply and demand. This is all hitting at the worst possible time. So who do I think blew up this pipeline then? Russia's going to say it was the EU. The EU is going to say it was Russia. Other people are going to say it was the USA. Some will claim it was Ukraine doing it. You know, I, I honestly think that even if you, they come out with concrete evidence on this, you're probably never going to get to the bottom of who actually did it. But if I had to bet on it, I would say follow the money, look at the motive, look at who's come forward, who, who is gaining from this new pipeline the most and who is coming forward to offer the most assistance. Remember, assistance always has some form of motivation behind it. That's why you're seeing the assistance in certain countries right now, whereas other countries who are stricken by civil war and have been for a long time and famine are getting absolutely no assistance and no media attention, which comes back to points number one on what I talked about on yesterday's video, which is all around the profit angle. So as soon as you look at it through these filters, it's pretty clear what's 
going on. All right, I hope that was helpful today. Uh, take care, God bless, I will see you tomorrow.